Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. Today we have Jennifer Nagel with us. Jennifer, hey Jennifer, she is the creator of the Success Revolution. The Success Revolution is a community mastermind for established entrepreneurs in online business. They focus on creating a supportive space so that change makers can amplify their business and brand through personal development, collaboration, and most importantly, connection. Jennifer, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to finally have a conversation with you and uh, I'm just happy. (laughs) We're going to have fun. (laughs) We are. Well, Jennifer, I would like you to share with everybody that's listening a bit more about uh, who you are and uh, exactly what your community is all about, what you do. Could you do that for us? Absolutely. The who you are is such a loaded question because it goes to like, how do I identify? I can say I'm a mid 40 black woman, mom, bonus mom, (laughs) mother, um, and I'm an entrepreneur. And uh, I spent 15, 20 years of my early career in higher education and other roles which I think in a weird way, very much prepared me for what I'm doing now. Um, I started my online business as a fitness coach and was in like super awesome shape, by the way. Um, But I did that for about five years. And then I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to move on to something else. And that something else ended up being Success Revolution Society. I think as an entrepreneur, and I'm sure you and other people who are listening can relate, um, it's lonely. It can be super lonely. And you're constantly in your head with all these thoughts about your business, your entrepreneurial life. Am I at my, uh, upper limit and and all these things that are just running around in our head. And one of the best ways that we can, um, deal with that is through community. But I found when I was looking for community, it was really difficult to find the type of place that worked for me. So I always jokingly tell people I made success revolution society for myself. (laughs) So I wanted a place where I could truly let my hair down and be exactly who I am, which means someday I'm like cute and all made up and other days it's like no makeup holes in the sweats. And I want to show up and feel good about that. Um, the other thing is I wanted to build a community 
that really was interested in learning each other it about mm-hmm. each other it wasn't so much about building a big community um because i feel like right. for some folks there's an emphasis on quantity and number of people and how much money can i make but then it might start off as something positive and then move into this be further and further away from their original mission so i wanted to be very purposeful culture had to be at the center we wanted a culture of relationship building of equity inclusion of deep connection because i think those are the that forms a foundation of you really wanting to support another person it's one thing to be in a community with someone and it's like a referral group and it's like oh yeah i know someone who does that but it's another right. thing to be among a handful of your closest business friends and buddies and know what their struggles are and know how funny and interesting they are and know how smart they are and then recommend them. That's a completely different thing. And you want to collaborate with those folks too. So our community is, um, a year long, I call it a mastermind. I don't even know if that's the right term (laughs) because we do masterminding. We also do personal development every single month, but they're the best parts are kind of in the in-between our formal events where we're just talking to each other and collaborating and amplifying and amplifying each other's projects and talking and collaborating in our private community. Um, just earlier today, last week, uh, one of the members had read Profit First, and I'm a huge fan of Profit First. And one of the members is a Profit First professional. And she's yeah. like, oh, I would love to you know, get together and have a conversation about this. And then the member who's a professional is like, oh, I could lead a training on this. And the other, we're like, yeah, let's go meet. And we have a virtual meeting workspace. It's a co-working space. It's awesome. So we can go inside there and hang out and talk. And the conversation can go a hundred different ways, but we'll learn something great. We'll laugh. We'll have fun with each other and we'll connect. It's like, it's everything that you want entrepreneurship to be doesn't feel like a job. We're moving our purposes forward and we're doing it surrounded by people that we really care about. It sounds like the dream scenario for what I've heard people express over and over again. So what, what caused you to create this? Yeah. Interestingly enough, again, it was what I was looking for and I, Uh, was kind of struggling with where I wanted to go next. So when I was doing fitness coaching, I knew it wasn't the thing that I wanted to do forever, but I really struggled for a while with, well, what is it that I want to do? So Mm -hmm. I actually wrote a list and I said, if I could do it all over again, and I know if you're an entrepreneur, you've done this before you've done this exercise, (laughs) like, oh man, I wish I had never done that. But if I could do it all over again, I'm like, I don't necessarily want to be a coach. I don't want to be an expert. I want to facilitate. I want to be around really smart people because in my experience, whenever you put smart people in a room together, magic happens. I don't need to know what it is. I just have to have the faith that bringing people together in a positive way, creates something really good. So, um, I created my list and I'm like, well, I want a community But then I looked around and I was struggling with the whole business model part of it, because Mm -hmm. when I was quote growing up in the online space, there were really like three models. You either did one-to-one coaching or you were a service provider. Mm -hmm. You had a group program or some sort of one-to-many, or you had a membership. And those typically were these like monthly low cost things where you're producing content or something every single month. And none of those really seemed like I wanted to do. 
And so it really took a lot of introspection and asking people like, what were the good, bad, and ugly of all the experiences they've had. And I started taking a little bit of each of those areas to create what I thought was going to be a really wonderful community. And it turns out it is, I mean, there's an element of the group coaching aspect when we bring in our monthly workshop speakers, we call them inner revolution. So <laughs> the inner revolution, so personal yeah. development speakers, there's a, a co uh, our masterminding is definitely mm -hmm. a mastermind type situation where we've got peer coaches. And the great thing is everyone's so great at what they do. So it's almost yeah. like you're getting $10,000 worth of coaching in a, you know, in a 20 minute stretch. I mean, that's amazing. Um, we do have stuff that comes out each month. So there are just elements of memberships and group programs and one-on-ones that we pulled from to create the thing that made the most sense for us. Oh, beautifully done. I think one thing I want to lean into with that is that you created something knowing it's this space in between, like it wasn't just, here's the exact outcome you're going to get. And so often I think as coaches, we feel like, well, actually that's what I do. I, I can't tell you exactly what you're going to get. But I know that if we create this space and we do this thing, we're going to get something amazing that feels this way. <laughs> Katie, and I am a strategist. And so I can just tell you how that was really the growth point for me, because yeah. I like knowing I'm going to do A plus B and it's going to equal C. The mm -hmm. biggest personal growth point for me was I had to start with a vision and generally go in that direction and say, it's okay that I don't know what's happening next. It's okay ah. if I try something and it doesn't work. I just made sure in my head, I said, no matter what, I'm committing to this for one full year, like hardcore one full year. I'm not allowed to change my mind. It is success revolution society or bust for an entire year. And let me tell you, the funny thing is in a lot of ways, it's so different from what I originally envisioned. And it's also very much like I originally envisioned, but yeah. the, the tactics or some of the activities are different and just allowing that flexibility of saying, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Allowing that flexibility of saying that I don't know what it's going to look like, but yeah. I feel I, like I said, we're putting smart people in a room together. We can figure it out. Yeah. Oh, I got legit full body chills as you said that. And I feel like I'm going to end up having like some sort of, um, thing with the, with the podcast. Cause I have this happen when true, like soul level truth is spoken. This is the way that I get like pinged. I'm going to go full ping from the universe that pay extra attention because there's some very important truth being spoken here. And I feel it in my whole body in that way. And I felt it the whole time you were, yeah, too bad people can't see the magic fingers we're doing. <laughs> but yeah, that right there, that being able to find that, that space where you can actually, the possibilities that come when you don't just narrow in are phenomenal. Well, and limitless yeah. essentially. Absolutely. It, it's been such a great experiment in what I call faith, you know, whether you believe in God faith or another faith, but just believing that the thing that I'm creating is going to be great. I don't know how, I don't <laughs> well, know what's going to happen, but you're damn like, it, how? the because belief is there. <laughs> I'm yeah. flexing that faith muscle, baby. <laughs> well, you certainly did too, because you left what was a firmly established, successful business. 
holy crap. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, that was scary. And I think I told you earlier, I've been called crazy a few times in my life. And I think this would have been one of them, but yeah, I was a successful six figure coach. I had great months and I had great clients. I had wonderful feedback. I had wonderful programs, but like I said, there's just something inside me that said, this isn't the thing that you're going to do forever. And so yeah. I was so thankful and it's hard to explain that to people. Cause sometimes we're stuck in this mode. Like if it's good, why do you need to change it? I mean, blah, 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 yeah. but you just have to trust your gut. And I've done this a few key times in my life and it was super scary in the beginning, but the thing that came after it was just so amazing. So yeah. I finally took that plunge and I, it, I, I remember, uh, a story in Jen Sincero's book, you're a badass. And it was a story. Um, and one of the keys in the story was the person had to decide that they wanted to live. I guess they were stuck in some avalanche. I don't read the book. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> but she said, decide the root of the word decide means to cut off all other options. Mm -hmm. So you can't necessarily have one foot in one area and one foot in the other and say, I'm just going to like, see how it goes. You, yeah. there has to be that switch that you flip that says, you know what, this is what I do now. Yeah. And yeah, I had to start over again and it was humbling. It was certainly humbling on the money. Side. <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know what? <laughs> kind of broke right now. Um, yeah. and thankful, thank you for saving. <laughs> but, you know, I had to decide and cut that off, which meant saying goodbye to wonderful clients and relationships that I had established co-coaches mm -hmm. that, you know, had been working with me for years and it was weird, but I also knew as I was doing it, the, the mental and emotional weight was lifted because now I was a hundred percent free to pursue that thing that I knew I wanted to do because I've been marinating on some shape form of this idea for 18 months. So it wasn't like I just right. woke up and like, oh, I'm going to do something else today. Don't shut down your business. <laughs> if you on a whim, um, right. someone I knew when they told me about tattoos, they said their rule of thumb for a tattoo was think about it for a year. And if you still want that tattoo, then you want that tattoo. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like, I'm not saying that everybody needs a year, but it's somewhere between whim and waiting forever. <laughs> you want to make sure yeah. if you're going to make a major change like that, you should sit with it. You should ponder it. But once you realize that that's the direction, go for it, just do it. And I did, I literally in a weekend started emailing all my clients. I created kind of a wind down transition plan. So I didn't leave them high and dry. Same mm -hmm. with my coaches. And I started communicating and like closing the, you know, the marketing stuff and the website. And it was really weird, but at the same yeah. time, then it's like, I had so much more time and energy and mind space to like, be like, now I can get like dive deep into it. And one of the things that a lot of my members say is they can't believe it's only been at the time of this recording about six or seven months. They said it feels so much more mature than that. And I think it's because I, I knew what I was doing. I had the experience because it wasn't mm -hmm. like starting over from scratch. No, I have five and a half years of entrepreneurship under my belt. I had great relationships. I knew what I needed to do. And I had that list. I always create that list of what would I do if I could start all over again? So I had that list and I executed it. So I went hard and I 
invested in my branding. I invested in someone to help me with my marketing strategy and messaging, because I know that's a place where I struggle. I invested in the software and I'm like, cause I know once I invest in that it's done, it's good. It's aligned. And then I can spend my energy doing the things that only Jennifer can do the connection, the people, the facilitation of the group. And then it started to just kind of go fast. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think there's something to be said and just being okay, leaving something that's successful behind. Uh, one of my Mm -hmm. coaches did give me a tip and I'm going to share that with you. And I'm going to give Jessica Rodriguez of freedom driven success, the credit for this. Um, I had a hard time letting go of my fitness business. It had been who I was and part of my identity for such a long time. She had me write a goodbye letter, Uh, you know, just like thanking my business for all that it it had done. And it it was so small, but so meaningful to help me get closure, to be able to say, Hey, this was awesome, but I'm moving on to something else. So shout out to Jessica, because that was a huge piece Yay, of Jessica. me being able to move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that is so, there are a number of elements you said in there that I feel are important to highlight because I think so many people play around with that. At least that's been my experience in a number of conversations with people. It's that whole, the one foot in one foot out, like you said, and that it's that the energetic ties that once they're cut. I don't think that the importance of those is really fully understood when we're in that, like when we're afraid thinking what could happen? What if I fail? What if whatever, at least I'm safe if I have this going and I can dabble here, but dabbling doesn't rocket ship you into being able to invest like you did being able to focus on what you are good at. And no wonder it feels like it's mature because you did all that rather than walk the line. Yeah, it's true. I think sometimes the fear of change keeps us from doing some really incredible things. And, uh, another podcast I was listening to actually this morning during my walk, it's, she'd mentioned that we're, if you already know that this thing, relationship, business, whatever is no longer serving you, but you're scared because you're fearful of, you know, whatever worst case scenario, She said, Mm -hmm. you're already living the worst case scenario. You're (sighs) trapped in something that's no longer your thing, but you're doing it anyway. And you're keeping yourself from doing all those wonderful things. Talking about my marriage, my previous. (laughs) Uh, Or mine. (laughs) Okay. Again, coffee. (laughs) You, you, you just have to, you know, it's like, you're already living the worst case scenario. So once you kind of put that hat on it, it's like, ah, well, I've already in the bad thing. It's like, let me just hop to that good thing. It it might be hard and the transition is difficult. I'm not saying it was easy, but like I said earlier, I'd never been happier in my life. I love my business. The people that I engage with are my dream people. I remember when I was just starting off, I literally wrote a list. I looked at the people that I knew and I said, these are the people that I want in my community because Mm -hmm. they're smart, affirming, positive, purpose-driven. They have a message. Mm -hmm. They have something that they want to really do and they're passionate about it. And I wrote their names down and out of the eight names I wrote down, seven of those people were my first founding members. Of course, so there's just were. something yeah. to be said about like putting that out there and really being 
focused on the kind of thing you want to create and visioning it and putting the energy behind it. Because when you're kind of like moving all the the horses in one direction, guess what? You kind of go that way. (laughs) Surprise. Well, now that this is, has been established and you've, you've, you've done the fucking thing. Now, what, what comes up for you now that maybe feels scary or what's evolved? Cause you've evolved and we all know like things, challenges don't go away. They just change with us. And yeah. What's that look like for you now? Oh gosh. That's such a great question. Cause I sat with this a lot over the holidays and it is the discipline of not wanting to like, oh, hey, this is good. Let's do more of this. Let's go faster. Uh, And so it's really the discipline of keeping the same pace because the pace that we established is the one that created this wonderful group. So there's Mm -hmm. such, um, I think a tendency, especially for me to want to do more and accelerate and go fast and scale. That's the big word, right? Scale. Oh yeah. And I realized that my business, the one that I love is going to be built one relationship at a time. And that doesn't mean that I'm only talking, only one person can join at a time. It just means that the value and the focus has to stay on the individual relationship. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about that is that in itself creates exponential growth because now that the group is larger, I have a wonderful personal relationship with every single individual in the group. So when they recommend somebody, they'll recommend like two or three people. And it's just, that's, that's the growth because they know how serious we are about that connection and about creating a really fun space and changing the world and helping these other business entrepreneurs win. Like that's my focus. It's like, my job is to make sure you're doing well. And so if I focus on the individual relationships and really the goal of helping other feminist entrepreneurs, fempreneurs, females, fems, and thems. I've used all the terms. Um, it's going to grow. It's going to grow fast. And so my discipline has been to make sure I'm focusing on preparing for that growth, creating the systems in place, SOPs, you know, all the boring stuff that nobody really wants to do. But the great thing about that is once it's established, as people come in, their their whole experience is seamless. It's very positive. um, And we can focus on the relationship piece. So I really have to remind myself that more isn't always better. (laughs) So take my time. It's only been six months. I mean, it seems like forever, but it's only been Mm -hmm. six months. I'm still a little baby. I'm still a little baby in the industry. And so- little baby (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've proven that it works and I'm still not even up in that first year and who knows in two and three and five years, that's when, you know, this could be a, um, larger, but also intimate and impactful group. Right. Oh gosh. I feel like I can feel it. I can see it. And I know that there are, there are women listening right now that are like, oh my God, where is this magic place? How do I, how do I do this? How, where would you, where would you encourage everybody to go? How do they get in touch with you? What is this? Yeah. You know, honestly, I always say the best way to experience us is to hang out with us. And every month we have a business mixer, I'm sorry, a business workshop and mixer, but please do not think it's going to be one of those boring, horrible, 
networking virtual mixers where you're like, my name is this and I help this person. Leave your 10 second commercial at the door. It starts with one of our members delivering a really robust topic that you as an established business owner are really going to enjoy. And then we actually spend the majority of the time talking to each other in a way. And you and I were talking earlier about our background in facilitation. It's like, yeah, I pulled out some of my facilitation tricks where... We're actually having fun, real conversations. They're not icebreakers. They're not, you know, lame. (laughs) But I have to say that everybody walks away from the mixer. Everyone walks away from the mixer saying things like, wow, I've never been a part of anything like this before. This was awesome. I met some really amazing people. So I would say come to our mixer. So if you go to jennifernagel.co slash mixer, you can join us. Now, the fun thing is because I knew I was going to be on this podcast, the mixer is usually like seven bucks registration. And, you know, I'll yeah. let you know my secrets. Most established business owners don't want to go to free stuff because they feel like it'll be a whole bunch of freebie seekers. So we charge yeah. for it. However, mm-hmm. if you're listening to the podcast, I have created a code for anybody listening. U Y podcast mm-hmm. seven, and that mm-hmm. will get you into the mixer as my guest. Ah, fantastic. Oh, thank you for offering that. And of course, use it if you're interested to you who is hearing (laughs) this, who's like, oh my gosh, this sounds fantastic. Just do it. Cause that's, it sounds like a beautiful community that you offer and so much value. Um, And this has been a fantastic time spent together. Thank you for sharing what you're bringing into the world and just spending the time with us. Oh, thank you. And I love the questions because you actually forced me to really think about some of the uh, core values and core things that were so, and are and continue to be so important to me. So now I'm like vibing high and I got my little smile going on and I'm so excited to take on the rest of the day. (laughs) Good. I got you here for great. (laughs) Well, thanks, Jennifer. You are welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.